Welcome to Oyana, a teenager's journey to self-love. Thank you for tuning in and I'm your host Carol and today we have a wonderful guest and her name is Lanicia. She's a tour manager and a creative. Thank you so much for coming on the show Lanicia to share your story. Can you tell your, tell, well, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, like your childhood, education, career? Um, my, my childhood, what I remember, to be honest, I don't really remember a lot about my childhood. I can remember like um, specific situations, but now when I, I think the older I get, now when I look back, I think of a lot of fun, but you don't realize at the time that you're actually having a lot of fun until you get to be an adult. Um, I was really into school. Um, I was able, I was the kid that was able to hang around with all the different groups in schools. Um, so you're the cool kid, were you? Yeah, I, yeah, I was in the like popular group, but I also like to hang with like the science guys like to hang in the library. If mm -hmm. I felt like chilling by myself at lunch and reading a book, I would do that too. Like I was kind of just my own, I don't know, free spirit, I guess, mm -hmm. which I've always kind of been a, a free spirit and just wherever the wind takes me. Um, yeah, and I think by the time I got to GCSEs, I was really involved in school, like after school activities and dance classes and music and stuff like that. Um, my GCSEs, I don't really feel like I was that focused. So maybe I disappointed myself a little bit. Um, and my dad, because we both knew that what I was capable of and then it just kind of it wasn't bad, but you know, when you're aware of what you're capable of and then you don't achieve that, it's like, oh, that's a bit sad. Like, yeah. you could have done better. Um, but I think that's part of going, being a, a teenager as well. Like, you don't know when it's time to focus and other things are, are more important, I guess. Um, and then I got into sixth form. I didn't actually, <laughs> I didn't actually realise that you're meant to, like, apply for sixth form in colleges and stuff. Okay. So on like the last day of school, everyone was talking about where they was going. Right. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any plans. Like, but because I was so involved in the school community, Fort Ismail was like, just come back for sixth form. Don't even worry about it. Like, just mm -hmm. come back and do your A-levels. Um, so I did that. And I think I did media sociology i loved sociology mm -hmm. i did something else but uh, you can't remember I, I don't i feel like it was dance or music i did music gcse okay there was something else but who knows um can i ask why you felt you weren't focused i mean you you sort of touched upon that you just other things were going on in your life at that moment but was there anything specific which you just thought you know, I can't be dealing with like school right now. Um, I need to focus on this other thing. I think it was like my my home life was chaotic, I would say. And I was more focused on keeping that under wraps. Okay. So I just wanted to fly below the radar. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, 
and not make too much noise, just get by. So I don't think I was intentionally saying something else is more important. Mm-hmm. I think I, I was just trying to figure out like how to how to still be this person that everyone knew mm-hmm. with a, a secret of like what's happening at home and do you know what, drama and, and politics and stuff. Okay. Um, and some day, and and this this is like some days everything is is fine and that's what I mean by chaotic. It's like things popping out of nowhere and it's yeah. really like, mate, I'm a kid. Um, also, I think I'd, I was smoking quite a bit, and I think when you're young and you start smoking weed, you don't have a, a appreciation for it, mm-hmm. and you can um, you don't know how your body or how you are reacting to something and it feels like everything is cool but actually I'm becoming more lazy now and I'll do it tomorrow like do you know what I mean so at Um, the time you didn't feel that it was having an effect on your behavior your but it was just more of a cool thing to do um, right right and it wasn't even it wasn't this is the thing as well it wasn't even a cool thing like that because Mm. none of my friends in school yeah smoked like that I was again on my own <laughs> yeah doing your thing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> let me experiment <laughs> yeah I mean like there are people in school that would like experiment but in school I went to school in Muswell Hill so everyone was more on like cigarettes okay. like it was cool to smoke cigarettes and I was like oh. no it's cool to smoke weed do you know okay. what I mean like, so, like, so you a bit strange but um yeah and again I don't think anything is intentional I think it's looking back Mm -hmm. I'm like why didn't I ace my Spanish GCSE I could speak Spanish at the time do you know it's like yeah I don't know sure um so after after your A-levels just give our listeners a a, a quick uh, synopsis on your A-levels to where you are now in your career and then tell us a little bit about what you do in your career now okay so a levels um i went to university i um i was living alone at this time so i made the decision to go to uni in london um rather than going away and having the actual uni experience um i went to study music media and events management Okay. Um, at London Met and it was cool but I'd, maybe it's a timing thing and again my life was a bit chaotic mm-hmm. so I dropped out in just before second year or in the second year Yeah. Um, and I think looking back I don't actually regret it I mean it would have been nice just to fi- I regret not finishing something that I started but mm-hmm. I don't regret dropping out of uni if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um because I've ended up in the career that I was studying for anyway Mm -hmm. um so yeah the reason you dropped out is because you said things were just going a bit chaotic in your life at that time and you thought it was the best thing for you to do just to take I don't even think it was the the best thing I think it was just like where can I drop dead weight Mm. uni okay now that calculation doesn't make sense because 
you know that you understand that knowledge is is power and do you know what I mean yeah, but sure. at the time it was just like what do I not need in my life okay. and as well I'm trying to balance trying to figure out what I'm going to do in life but I also need to go to work because I have a house so mm. I don't really have time to be um like playing games or that and as well to show the uni experience I don't have any friends from university okay not one but I'm still cool with everyone I went to secondary school with like my best friends even primary school when we see each do you know what I mean but from uni I have no no connection connection. so I was totally like disconnected from that I think as well because I decided to stay in London my environment didn't change Oh, yeah. And you know, university is meant to be like, oh yeah, you're going off independence. Yeah, I already had all of that, and yeah. then it was just like going to maybe sixth form still, like leaving my house and going to sixth form. Sure, it didn't. It didn't feel like a change. It was like of, a change, like a transition to something different. Right. Got so, you. So, so tell me a little bit about your, where you are now, because it's obviously you dropped out of university and. Yeah. Um, you're now in a in a great position you've got a great career you're a tour manager how did you get from you know dropping out of university to where you are now you know so some listeners might be in, in that position now not yeah finishing their, their 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 course or their university but still want to get to their dream job how, how did you yeah. make that trans that transition I think for me, even throughout like school, A-levels, university, I knew the sector I was going to end up in. I knew I was going to do something in music. Yes. I tried to play. It didn't quite. I'm not a musician. I tried to. I thought I could sing. My dad was like, no, you're not doing that. Don't give up your day job. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, no, maybe we do dance class or something. Like, he was just, no. I always knew it's going to be something musical based. But at the time, there was, of the music industry, you knew you'd be an artist or producer or A&R. Mm. That seems like the only three jobs. Yeah. Um, so then when I left uni, I think I was still trying to find my, my way in music. I had managed an artist um, that was my friend, so that was easy. Um, but then I got a job, because I was still working retail, I became a visual merchandiser. So that's where all my creative was pouring out, mm-hmm. um, in like window displays and, and stuff like that. I was just trying to move it over to to music and at the time I didn't know what a tour manager was mm-hmm. I just so happened to have friends that was musicians that yes. I would be like oh I'll come to the rehearsal and help you out oh do you want me to help you bring your drum kit from A to B just help really I was helping my friends yeah. but that's the essence of being a tour manager putting everything together sure um and then I got this is the turning point so I worked at House Fraser Oxford Street as a window dresser mm-hmm. I finally was promoted but my granddad had passed away right and something clicked in my, I got promoted and I was like happy for like a day yeah and then I was like hold on hold on hold on this isn't actually what I'm supposed to be doing mm. and then I just quit no savings, no plan. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, so, that was a big, big... Yeah, plan. but I felt in my spirit, like, this is, 
I, I'm good at this because mm-hmm. anything I try to do, I, I try my best at. So I'm actually good at this. Yeah. And it's the reason why I'm being promoted, but this isn't actually what I'm meant to be doing in mm-hmm. life. Yes. So let's just figure it out now. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't advise anyone to do that because I was broke and I struggled for the best part of maybe four years mm-hmm. before anything really happened where I could like look at my dad or look at my friends and be like, okay, look guys, this is actually working now. Like <laughs> bear with me, this is working. Yeah. Um, but it all just came down to, again, my relationships with, with musician friends. Yeah. Um, and then people that I met along the way that have said, have pointed out my skills and been like, oh, you know what you do is called being a tour manager. You right. know what you do is actually production. You know mm-hmm. that people actually do this as a role. And then I just started believing myself, like yeah. my own capabilities. And then it was it was going all right, it was going good. And then everything stopped at one point. And yeah. that's when I gave up, thought I'd give up, like, I haven't got time for this. I need to pay rent. And I had a whole conversation with my dad, I remember, and I was like crying on the phone. And I was like, well, I guess we're just gonna have to give up because it's not working. I'm not making any money. It's taking too long, Yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then the next day I got a call and I got offered a job. And then I think the next week I was in Japan. Amazing, and then, amazing. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, that's how it happened. And it then, just happened. Yeah, yeah, and then I was like, okay, this is a chance. I felt like I was being spoken to. I was like, okay, this is a chance again. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make this stick for real. Yeah. And then the past three years yeah. have just been great. Amazing, amazing. You said earlier that um, you wouldn't, you said you quit um, your retail job um, yeah. without a plan. Yeah. And you said you wouldn't advise that. So what would you, in hindsight, what would you have done? The only reason why I say I wouldn't advise it, I think if you believe that that is for you, then do it. But I wouldn't say to everyone, this is a step to take. The reason is because you also have to be a person that can take the consequences of that. Mm -hmm. I think I didn't really have a fear of being broke because I had been broke right if that makes sense yes so I, I didn't did. really feel like oh, what and I'm still young at this point as well I'm still in my early 20s so real life hasn't even like at 31 I can't imagine <laughs> like I can't imagine just quitting your job it doesn't make yeah. sense yeah but when you're young it's it's impulse um and the when I look back also it's a different time yeah so I had friends around me that would rally around you could get you could get around certain things in terms of food and mm-hmm. like it just was a different time living in London as well yeah you know, everything wasn't so expensive mm-hmm. I even had a car I don't even know how I had a car <laughs> I know I did I did start cleaning I did uh-huh. start cleaning houses okay and I would bring my laptop to these people's houses okay. and get on their wi-fi and act like I was in full-time music to people who I was working with or reaching out to. Right. And really, I was, like, cleaning people's houses. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. You have to be ready for the, the struggle yes. and the ground. Yeah. And that be, comes with 
I'm going to quit my job and live my dream. It's sure. Yeah. You've got to be bold and you've got to be kind of sure and risk adverse to do something like that, you know? Right. Right. Um, And that's why I say like, it's not, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other ways you don't, I think as well, that situation came from a place of grief as well. Okay. I was like, my, my grandma passed suddenly, like randomly heart attack. Yeah. So I was just like, first of all, life is way too short to just be milling around, just working to, to pay your bills. Mm. What, what, this, this is cool, but it's not, it's not feeding me. I don't, I don't wake up before my alarm clock. I yes. don't. Uh, when I jumping leave, out of bed. This isn't yeah. That you jump when I leave, that's it. I don't want to hear from you guys until I'm next back in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Whereas now, as a tour manager, I would. There's been. I don't sleep for days sometimes. <laughs> like yeah. But and that's not. I'm not saying that that's a healthy thing. But when you're happy to do something, when mm-hmm. you're super passionate, you'll go to the ends of the earth for it. Sure. And I would rather be that then earning a nice salary and my yeah, my work life and my home life are two completely separate things sure yeah I don't, do you know what i mean well as they say you know you are your work you, you know you you perform well if you're happy at doing what you're doing right. um and um and that's so important because you know you spend most of your time working so you have to be happy doing what you're doing um that's that's great Lenice. that's a really you know really lovely um you know, a lovely story to and where you, well, you, yes. you have to be able to, I didn't know yes. some of the sacrifices I would have to make to make this happen. Mm. Like when I started being away a lot and I was missing everything, all yeah. the family events, I was mm-hmm. a bit like, oh, whoa, I never thought for a second that something would suffer. Yes. So that even took no, they say like, be careful what you wish for. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, hold on a second. Everyone, remember, I'm here. Like, invite me to start. I'm in London. Like, invite me. Like, so you, when you're setting up your your life, mm-hmm. I'm not saying to be negative, but to reach your goals and your dreams, there's there's sacrifices that you don't even realize until you're in it, and then mm. that's another decision that you have to make. Like, yes. okay am I actually cool with this or do I need to figure something else out? Got you. Got you. That was, that was a lesson. Definitely. Wow. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That's um, incredible to hear. Um, Linicia. just, just going back to your teenage years again, and, and I'm only just kind of going back because obviously my listeners are, are teenagers. Um, they might be obviously other people from different um, year groups, but just touching up, touching on going back to your yeah to your teenage life what um when you think about your teenage years what comes to mind what what would you say comes to mind was there anything that really challenged you um at that time and if they if it did if there were anything that challenged you how did you overcome it um again when i think of my teenagers uh we really had had a lot of fun like we we was more my generation is I feel is like one of the last of like real character building Mm -hmm. real like 
who are you the friends that you have are going to be your friends for life i feel like i'm my generation is is maybe the last or because i just feel like the younger generation because technology and stuff took over and there's no youth clubs i used to go to youth club yeah um so did i yeah summer summer holidays there was always things for people to do so you would be dieting from one place to another there was activities um even just playing outside like on your road or in your area yeah i felt like most of my childhood was outside it felt like right. and i tell people that i said you know what i hardly spent any time inside you know all of the local team or local teen- teenagers or exactly. kids would just hang out until only coming when it was like dinner time or for something to eat right right and you knew not to be in and out in and out because then you're just gonna have to sit down like all these little Little things, things little codes of conduct little rules mm-hmm. like they really make up who I am now. Like I said, my friends from my teenagers are my friends now. There's yes. no, you you grow up and you evolve, but in essence, I'm still the same teenager because we just. I think the way we grew up, mm-hmm. even just just so much fun as well. Yes. But you don't realize it at the time because you're thinking like. Oh, I've only got. F- I remember I'd have five pound in my pocket. With that, I bought like chicken and chips. And <laughs> I've got. I've bought like a single cigarette so I can smoke a. Sp- like money would stretch five pound yeah, now. Mate, you can't stretch. Yeah, I don't know what you're <laughs> gonna do with five pound, but it's gonna even getting on the bus, like making the little um. If you didn't want to spend your pocket money on a bus pass, you cut up the the card. Remember the card ones and oh, stick yeah. the dates on them to make the right date and like flash. Just this is these are the things that I do. remember and just um, I'm happy that I got to experience my teenagers when I experienced them. Sure, same. Me too. I'm glad I kind of grew up. With- the, the year or the yeah right. the, the, the the gen the generation when I, that I did which yeah. is which is great um, super, off, I off feel like I wouldn't be able to survive now I don't think <laughs> with social media and all of this stuff I don't know I could do it um peer pressure did you experience any peer pressure while you were at school because that seems to be a big thing at the you know uh, in during adolescent years um or fitting in? I did, I did, I, peer pressure in terms of like, <clears throat> a lot of my friends had like, not even the latest, because all of us didn't come from wealthy families, but some people might have a little more than others. So you want to wear like certain clothes and stuff. But all of that was a little bit trivial. I didn't feel, it didn't like dishearten me in terms of peer pressure. It was more just trying to keep up. Um, when I was a teenager, oh, actually, probably the only thing that I felt pressured about was to do with sex, probably. Because I was, I knew that I wasn't ready. Everyone else in the friendship group was exploring that. And then I was kind of like left behind. Yeah. Um, and I think, to be honest, there's something that I'm actually proud about because that very easy could have been a situation where I said, well, everyone else is doing it. So, but that's, I don't want to, mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
so I'd, I am grateful that I've always had quite a strong mind. And if I don't really want to, then I just don't want to. That's yeah. the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the main things. But I, th- this is what I'm saying. My, my younger years, when I look back, I was always a, a outsider. Like I was the only one in my group that had that. When did I move out? When I was like 16. So at 16, you got your own place. That's crazy to everyone else. Yes. So I felt my pressure came from real life. Like I don't want to be on benefits. I, I'm going to go to work every day after school. Okay. And, and work. That's where my pressure came from. Mm-hmm. And my friends, like I said, like, I really just had a great group of friends. So no one ever made me feel like, actually, this is story. This is about friends and who you surround yourself with as well. I, there was a media trip to New York, yes. um, A-levels, and um, we had to pay, I think it was like £600, £500 for the trip. I could not afford that. I'm barely making rent at this point and one of we was all at mine one day and we was talking about it and everyone was like are oh, you going yeah my mum sent da, 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 da. and I was like yeah I, d- I don't think I'm gonna be able to go and the school was trying to figure out something and I was like yeah I don't think I'm gonna be able to go everyone left that night and then I got a text message and they was like um I left money in your trainer and the the fee for the school trip was in my shoe Oh, wow. Oh, what yeah. a wonderful thing. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. That's did they do like topic. a little collection for you? Who did I that? don't know. What? I'd left it. You know, we don't just like, I just go leave it. Oh, Thank that, you. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's what a beautiful, what a beautiful gift, Lenisa. Yeah. So it's like that I would, I would have been the only one in our, in our group kind of that didn't go. Do you know what I mean? So mm. the, even that is, is pressure but as well i was able i'm not i'm realistic that i don't have 500 pounds so that means i'm not going that's fine i have a good time Uh but it's just more about who you have around you as well peer pressure comes from who you have around you also yeah Yeah. totally people around you that are always trying to one-up you or trying to put you in situations where you have to make decisions that really is not the time to make mm-hmm. then you need to look at who's around you sure and if i, and if, I, I go on sorry. sorry i was gonna sorry um i was gonna say it felt like in that that situation you just mentioned it felt like your friends they weren't they wanted you to be inclusive they wanted you to be part right. of part of the group right. to do what they were doing and what they were going it wasn't just he or she's better than you they wanted you to be part to be like a team and to be part of part of a unit which is which is a beautiful thing and it is very much about surrounding yourself with people who who want to be on the same level as you and and to be inclusive and and collaborative as well so no that's that's amazing now you mentioned um off the record that you know you transformed your mindset um what transformed your mindset i know you mentioned things like reading and you know sort of courses can you elaborate on that a little bit um yeah I have a I think my mind is quite um complex and I'm very self-aware but because I'm self-aware that doesn't mean that I don't make 
um, mistakes or I don't, I go against myself sometimes. Okay. I, I do have times where I self-sabotage. I, I don't know why, but there, there has been times. So I had to really think about like, it, it's, it boils down to, I didn't go through all of that to have a mediocre life. Yeah. That there, there has to be a reason why I've I've gone through all of these things, good and bad, yeah. but there has to be a reason why my journey is my journey. Because sometimes my friends joke and say like, my life should be a film. Weird things happen, to, things that you like look around and be like, is there a camera? So this can't be real life. Like, mm-hmm. All the time, all yeah. the time. <laughs> so I had to go in my mind and be like, and push myself and be like, this isn't an opportunity that everyone experiences. Some people go through life and they never find their passion. Mm-hmm. They never find what they're really good at. Um, they never find like true happiness they just go through the motions yeah and I didn't want to be that person mm-hmm. um so over time and it's a slow build I still have days where I like backtrack and stuff obviously in this pandemic I kind of lost sight of everything I had set up for myself yeah. but yeah just what what I do like for instance if I'm feeling down if I'm in a slump I have this thing where I watch um, live shows. So I'll watch like a Beyonce concert. I'll watch like a Kendrick Lamar show Mm -hmm. and I'll watch it um, to enjoy it, but also to dissect it, to kind of exercise my brain. Like, oh, what lights did they use? What, um, what's the stage design, the yeah. set list, like to try and exercise my mind. And then inspiration that's as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I get like excited about like, oh, actually I've got an idea for, so that's my little trick. Like when I'm in a slump, I just watch shows. You just watch shows. <laughs> yeah. It's so simple, but. It's, just, it's simple, but you're getting, you're learning, you're kind of, you're educating yourself at the same time, yeah. you know, which is, which, which is great. Um, who, who would you say is the most influential person in your life? And what, and what was the biggest lesson they taught you? It's hard to, it's hard to say, um, it's hard to say one person because again, I feel like, I really feel like I've lived a very long life for my young 31 years, to be honest. Like, so when I think back, sometimes I'm like, who was that person? It feels like a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, okay, influential people. My dad, definitely, because he, our, our relationship has two halves. And now in the, the later half, it's just about being a, a solid person and my dad is always is always saying like when I was being like reckless with money and stuff and getting crazy parking fines like he'd say the most important thing is a roof over your head and just being able to to eat being able to look after yourself so now that's kind of the the minimum 
the bare minimum. Um, who else is influential? I don't know if <laughs> you want this is to know, but you're my my aunt. So I grew up watching how you conducted your life and you taught me lessons like which I think is very important for women like it's perfectly fine to go and do your career and live your life and not be focused on getting married and having kids because everyone's like oh when you have I get that now like when are you gonna have a baby and it's Mm. like well I haven't finished yeah not even I haven't finished I don't I don't want to be a half person and be a half person giving life to, to somebody else. It doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Let me complete myself or at least get close to completing myself where I can now divide my attention to something else. And I think a woman in music, my job role um, is male dominated. Yes. And I do sometimes worry about like, oh, so if I had a child, how would that even work? Would I still go on tour? is the baby coming on the tour bus? Like how, do you know, I don't know how it's gonna, it's gonna work. But to see someone in real life that goes off and essentially has everything, a a balance, is like, okay, don't worry, it's gonna be fine. Like, it's gonna be fine. Um, There was also a project I was involved in, a charity project called Young Carers um, when I was a kid. And they, they, basically pay attention to children who have a parent with a disability yes they've just got extra stuff to go through and the the manager of it claudia and another um person who worked there darren they were black and they understood all the the black kids at the time and it's really important because when i was messing up when i was being reckless um those were people if if family and friends didn't say it to me they was always honest like yeah need to get it, like get it together do you know sure. what i mean and even with like housing problems or job problem uh young carers is how i got my first job i got my first job before i even had an ni number mm-hmm. <laughs> like at mother care and they was the one they i didn't have a, a stable address so they let me apply from the office and let that be where like my letters and stuff came from so they were too because they were they was teaching me their morals Mm -hmm. and their morals happened to be good yeah so yeah i would say they're influential there's a there's a gang of people there honestly that's great and can you want to tell us because you've touched upon um sort of young carers um but obviously for our listeners do you want to just just very briefly tell tell them how you got involved with young carers because you are you 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 know you are you were a young were a young carer weren't you you know and that was your one of your challenges in your childhood um when you talked about um the chaosness that was going on in your life at the moment and and that was because you were a young carer yeah so my mom has sickle cell anemia which is um, essentially a blood disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in itself was cha- it was challenging um, because you got your normal teenage life or young life, and then also you sprinkle in like, well, you might have to help 
with medication, things that you wouldn't actually know at that age, you know about, you spend a lot of time in the hospital. Um, we used to play in that hospital like it was a youth club, to be honest. <laughs> because, like, you're, just, you're there so much, you make friends with the nurses, like yeah. you find little secret corridors in a hospital, which is yeah. crazy now, but yeah. you, you find things to do. The hospital had a little garden, you could chill there. Like, uh-huh. um, you just create another life based on hospitals and medication and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people come into the house and stuff like that um you might be woken up in the middle of the night you have to get an ambulance and the ambulance is going to drop you to an aunt's house or to someone's house or so it it was it is a lot yeah to be fair yeah absolutely and it feels like i'm gonna have to do another episode and i think it'll be a great little episode on young carers and i'd love to you know obviously yeah. invite you on that lenicia because we could this could just go on and, you know we could just go on yeah. and go on in but the, the in sad thing about it is is that there aren't resources like the young carers project anymore yeah. so all of these kids that are going through the same problems mm-hmm. have no support and it's it's a shame because i don't know young carers was like respite like oh yeah we're gonna go to disneyland this week i would have never gone to disneyland in my life (laughs) do you know what i mean oh this this week we're gonna do a cv workshop this week we're just gonna talk about consent and when boys approach like yeah i remember because remember i volunteered i i I worked with you you know i worked the work is so important but it does it's non-existent now so that's why a lot of for me when i'm out and about i see that's why a lot of kids are lost because they have no one to steer them Mm -hmm. in the in the right direction so they need to start figuring out those type of charities and And resources and yeah yeah, because that that shut down because lack of funding and everyone in my in my area that was in young carers project in like hornsey and were green uh-huh. just kind of was like who yeah. do we yeah. and and you can still talk to the people that was there before but you also have to be careful because these are young people and adults yes so outside of like a working content like a structured context is mm-hmm. difficult too do you know what i mean you get wrapped up in each other's lives so absolutely I hope something does get done about that because it, it is important no definitely definitely and and you've just kind of you've made me aware that i'm you know that this is definitely a topic that i can touch upon a, a later you know later on um yeah. down the road because it's a, a very important topic um just being having a touch of uh, experience in in that world and how important it is to cover and the support that is needed in in that you know to support the the carers that are doing incredible uh, work with their you know for their you know their loved ones um just moving on uh, what would you say to your 13 year old um 18 year old and 21 year old self very briefly your 30 let's let's start with your 13 year old self what would you say um I think you mentioned um, earlier about sort of period pains. <laughs> yeah, like, I th- to be honest, yeah, I think that I was a pretty cool 13 year old. Like, my music taste was completely different to everyone. Everyone was listening to, like, So Solid and Mystique. I was listening to, like, Music Soul Child and, like, 
neos Shanice and Jaheem and like create stuff that 13 year olds don't don't really listen to um Mm -hmm. and I would just say like carry on being a a free spirit like carry on just doing what you want to do um because that's a a good thing to have in life not to disregard anybody but like just yeah live for yourself um your your 18 year old self my 18 year old self i'd say just slow down a little bit (laughs) like just (laughs) take a breath breath for a second yeah just like chill maybe understand smoking a little bit more and and how it's affecting you making you a bit lazy um and start tapping I think by the time I was 18 I could I was tapping into like what I was capable of Mm -hmm. but then I kind of like abandoned it so I would say like stick like stay in your zone and and focus a little bit okay and your 21 year old self you mentioned about friendships first and you know i I liked what you've put here you don't love so much love self love yourself more do you want to touch upon that do you want right um i think when i was 21 maybe i was looking at i would like dim my I know I would be capable of stuff and this isn't just in work just in in life there might have been things I wanted to say but I'd always like dim myself down mm-hmm. or like just subdue myself or not just not talk about it um yeah I was a not talk about it type of person like yeah. burying your head in the sand I think that's where that all started burying your head in the sand um and I think it's just important to know who you are. I don't know if that can really come at 21. I think it's, it, everyone is, is different. Yeah. But I think that you have, you have some type of knowledge of at least who you want to be. Yeah. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't shy away from it. You shouldn't, um, yeah, you, you shouldn't really shy away from it. I really felt like I'd, I'd just shied away or I couldn't really be bothered to pour into myself, Okay, basically, at 21. I was partying and I was kind of like, what is everyone else doing? And just living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think around uni. I'm hard at like ages and where I was. Yeah, maybe that's I'm very much the same. I have to really yeah. think. Think, you uh, know when you have memories but i have no clue how old i was or yeah but at 21 i definitely know that i should have poured into cared about myself more okay like, yeah care about yourself more and how people treat you take notice of that when people show you who they are believe them do you know what i mean like just don't blame it's easier sometimes in situations to blame yourself for how mm-hmm. things are happening mm-hmm. and most of the time there might be some blame but most of the time it's, that's not what it is you just need to you don't want to have hard conversations or 
mess up something else that if you say one thing you think it might mess up something else so mm-hmm. just be bold i think because mm-hmm. you, you're just so be young. kind just be kind to yourself right exactly yeah. and you're so yeah. young as well that yeah. this your 20s now that i'm in my 30s i understand that the 20s i was just meant to throw everything at the wall and see what stuck and mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it doesn't work out, that's fine. We're still early on in life. Yes. But at 21, you feel like, oh my you God, know all the answers. <laughs> well, even like yes. teen- you know, as a teenager, yes. hence why I'm, yes. you know, I'm targeting this at teenagers. Even at teenagers, you feel that you're meant to know everything about, you know, from yes. education to 18, career path. I felt like, what's happening? Like, I need to get a car, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, hold on. Yeah. Slow down. You don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, just, just chill a bit. And I, I, that's not to say don't push yourself, mm. but it's not about pushing yourself to the things that you want to a point where you're not nice to yourself. And then when things don't go your way, that can put you in a in a depressive state or stuff like that. Some things you need to be able... I'm very, like, logical. I can put things in boxes yes and i have like a filing system in my brain so i'm able to like put things away yeah but you you just need to be able to figure out okay this is what i want to do how do i get to this point okay we're going to try this that and that if that doesn't work then we can try some other things and not just beat yourself up i think oh sure okay uh we're nearly there um just a few more questions lanicia um what is your next big goal? My next big goal is work-wise to, I want to move on to <clears throat> designing like stadium and arena tours um, and, and going on those. I've had experience in it, but I want to be like the the number one person, the person that everyone answers to. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah that's right and are you putting steps into place for for that to happen yeah I mean I'm I'm working on my design work and my ideas and how I approach shows for different artists because it is very a it's very much a personal industry like you it's there's some things that is uniform but from artist to artist, how you tour and does the artist prefer to be on tour buses? Do they prefer to fly? Like, are they a morning person? Do you need to bring, if you're going to wake them up, what do you need to bring? Do yeah. I need to have spare rooms to your, uh, spare keys to your hotel room? Like, is it that type of, there's all these little things that go into making a tour successful. And I feel like last year, I really, figured out my processes yes. so it's just about expanding it and then on a personal level I just want to like on the financial side really again I think I said this before sometimes I could be a bury your head in the sand kind of person and I'm a, I'm aware of it but sometimes it still just happens but financially running a business just making sure I really understand everything and mm-hmm my money starts to work for me so I can expand into other branches of what I'm doing or mm-hmm. um, try new things as well um, yes. and just get that together and then just get a nice work 
home life balance those are the next goals so do you think and you know do you think finances and business is uh, would be an important subject um to to teach at, at school oh my gosh i can't this really stresses me out because when i think about some of the things i learned at school i'm like for what mm-hmm. why <laughs> like what? that is not i need to understand how credit works mm-hmm. i need to understand like tax yes i never had a conversation with anyone until i got an accountant about how tax works and pensions and saving the only person do you know another <laughs> this could be influential too the, about the importance of saving yes uncle leroy every single time yes. i see uncle leroy is like, you saving your money but you don't when you're young these things there's no such thing as a rainy day every day is a rainy day spend 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 don't you right when you just have 20 pound what what can i save but honestly like they need to figure something when they had what did they have at school um not sociology civilized social study they had some so there's so i remember social studies when i used to go to school but i didn't touch upon finance right um, but that's the perfect place for it definitely. But <laughs> if you know, you're not going to do it in maths yeah then we should be doing it in a social even a sociology social we're learning about things from way way back yes. let's learn yeah. about the benefit system in the uk Definitely. And I, th- and I think, I think the educational system, I don't know, I, I can't generalise here. I think it's becoming a little bit more apparent and obvious to um, schools that those areas are really important because, you know, my, my, my son, Amari, um, he, I mean, he's at primary school. And funny enough, I saw a bank, a, a banking institution who was offering to go into schools to teach them about finance about credit and all those different areas of finance and they did go into his school and you know when he came home he could tell me about what credit was what a debit card right. was what a That's vault great. was what this was so yeah absolutely i think it's very important now for for that to be added to the curriculum because that is everyday life you know that's what yeah. they need and to you've learn got, you've got teenagers going to sixth form or college <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then they're 10 and 18 and they're getting credit cards and stuff. Really, you're putting yourself in a hole before you even started anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was so easy. When I was in uni, it was so easy for me to go in a bank Mm -hmm. and be like, yeah, I need a student overdraft. They'll give me a grand and a half right there on the spot. Mm -hmm. Blow through that. I got to pay that back and I still don't have no money. Yeah. So it's even like for students... Mm -hmm let them know what is do you know what i mean even yeah. when i was in in sixth form we had um ema which is fair you get 30 pound every week um based on your attendance oh, okay where's that gone because i made sure i was in every class because i needed that 30 pound a week do you know what i mean like i did not pay no get no, no sick days You're like so you know I mean? and if i was ill i would be calling the school hi i'm calling it i'm ill put it down <laughs> I was not wizard. Thirty pound. That's crit. But now I don't think they have that anymore. So there's no no... things that are not around these days. But I just think just basic or just 
ground roots finance it needs to be taught something something needs to be taught to be because really i think if you do business in mm-hmm. a levels maybe you might touch but what if i don't want to do business i still need to know how to live life absolutely it's about <laughs> saving how to about investing how to juggle how yeah. to you know it's just about you know um making your money work for you and managing your money right making That's, your money work for you uh, even yes. if you don't have a lot it Ex- can still be done exactly exactly that um let's just moving on lenicia do you have any like personal habits or daily routines um you you, you feel have contributed to your success of you as a person has built you as a person do you have anything any daily routines that you do uh there's there's fun things like i can't start my day without coffee okay so like on the road and basically uh, my daily routine is i have coffee in the morning and then if we've had a good show i have a glass of red wine in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. So that has now become a thing of like crew boys and people that work on our shows. If you're trying to butter me up, then mm-hmm. like <laughs> if you've done something wrong, uh-huh. like if you're late or if you've done something wrong, you know that you should just give me a bottle of wine and okay. wine or make me a coffee in the morning. So I think it's uh personal like I said, my industry is very personal. Mm-hmm. Um so I think those little quirks, but also like I'm a control freak. I like to know every anything I'm working on, I have to know everything about it, everything. And I think that has helped me because I dot my I's and I cross my T's. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. Um You mentioned about sort of meditation, like I see here. Do you know, do you meditate quite yeah often? And I'm trying to figure out I I think I need to tap more into meditation, but I'm a candle girl. I actually started making candles because I just spend way too much money on candles. I burn through them. So Mm -hmm. I started making them, but even that is a stretch. To make a candle, you have to have patience. So even that is like just stop for a sec. Um you're yeah. quite a creative person anyway so I'm, i can imagine doing things creative kind of really exactly. balances you out um, yeah exactly that which is good yeah, um maybe. just a yeah. couple more questions Linicia. what is the biggest lesson life has taught you you know what what are you most grateful for um the biggest lesson is that I know for a fact, yeah, my life is not in my hands. Like I said earlier, wild things happen to me often that make no sense. That it's not, um, it's not coincident. Like it's not simple. So again, that goes up to like beating yourself up about things that sometimes you can't control. Um, that I know now that it's already whatever is happening in my life it's already written it's already kind of laid out I just need to continue to make the right decisions to get to each step but but my path is kind of already laid out and what was what am I most grateful for yeah Um, what am I most grateful for um grateful for 
just everything but I think maybe my mind because even though sometimes it, it, it's a my mind can be the enemy I like me being creative me being able to be like logical in terms of travel planning and how do we get from A to B and being really technical and how my brain I'm now starting to understand my brain more and the filing system that I can work on multiple things in my brain um like problem solve and think of like what's going to be for dinner at the same time I'm really like tapping into my mind Mm -hmm. and I think that that has been or that will be a big tool in the progression of my life okay so maybe just like the the skills that i i have mm-hmm. um and just like who's about just the people who i have around me i see other i sometimes i compare my situation to other people mm-hmm. and it's not normal a lot of people i have friends in the music industry they don't talk to people that they was chilling with at 14 15 okay. mm-hmm. so that's a unique thing mm-hmm. um yeah there's there's lots that i'm grateful for amazing amazing um what what three tips or pieces of advice would you give a teenager enjoy being a teenager first of all mm-hmm. because when it's time to be an adult you're you're gonna look back and and remember when you was and i'm not saying that all teenagers are carefree yeah but there's a certain freedom that comes with being a teenager. Um, take out home life and any negative things. Yeah. There, there is a, a freedom of being a teenager and being young. And there was times when the only thing I had to worry about was what I was going to wear to the party on Saturday. Like that That's was my right. biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Now I think about council tax often. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, it's just you, nice, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, responsibilities, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I, and I, I can look back and be like, oh my gosh, that time was so much fun. And maybe I didn't um, embrace it at that time. Right, yeah. right, right. Because right. you just so don't know. You, you don't know what you're in at that time. You don't know what type of know. person you are you and what. What you, what you, what you're in and what you should be doing. You know. Because right. even then, you kind of think that everything is a bit of a chore anyway not realizing exactly. that you've got more responsibilities to come you exactly. see it's only when you're looking back at it now you think oh really I had a lot more freedom than I than I do now exactly. isn't it yeah exactly so yeah enjoy that um against the the financial literacy thing like if you don't have someone in your life a lot of a lot of people uh, and this is just being honest if you're if you're, I don't want to say especially, but I think a lot of black kids struggle with financial literacy as well because we don't have examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any examples growing up of like, oh, this is how you investment. To, do, 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 do you know what I mean? You, yeah. You learn by example. So if you don't have that, I would say make an, a conscious effort to 
figure it out before you start getting cars out on finance and all of this mm-hmm. stuff just understand what it means and and your you think it's funny at a teen you think that your GCSEs are gonna follow you through life yeah yeah <laughs> and they they really don't yeah. <laughs> but stuff like when you took out a, a car and you was late on payments or you just didn't pay it and moved house and, and forgot about it yes. that will really follow you through life yes. so it's about knowing what you know they try and scare you in schools like oh if you don't do this then you're not going to be able to get a job and it's like that's not the world but really knowing the things that can impact your life or things you want to do later on just yes. being a little bit mindful um okay yeah yeah. Anything to add? And last question. Um, now this has been great. Last question. What legacy or impact would you like to leave? Um, you know, every time I think about this, it kind of changes. But for the most part, I want to be known as a a solid person, like a woman of my word like yeah someone you can rely on i also want to be known for being like really good at what i do because it's personal to me it's not a job it's mm-hmm. it's really personal yes um yes. yeah i think just and for people just to remember like the funny things like if you're friends with me most of the time our conversations are just ridiculous because again things the things that happen around me and to me are are crazy so remembering that the the funny stuff the the good times um even like when there's been times on the road or whatever where i lose my patience and i might go crazy on everyone on the crew and stuff we can still like laugh about it like the next day okay because even though in that moment I'm shouting at you and I'm probably saying crazy stuff or it's not what I want you know if you're interacting with me it comes from a place of love because I want us all to do our best it's Mm -hmm. not I'm not trying to belittle you I'm not trying to be in an actual confrontation but I know that you can do better and I can do better. So how did we get here? Um, And I think that's kind of the reputation that I have now. So I would definitely want that to last after the fact. Oh, that's beautiful, Anisia. (laughs) Oh, this has been great. This is like a therapy session. Well, do you know what? (laughs) That came to mind the other day. You know what? I was thinking, you know, this is very much for teenagers, but I think equally this is for adults as well you know it really is um yeah that's been great you know it's been such 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 a lovely yeah it's been lovely sort of hearing your story and talking to you you know it's uh it's been great it's been thank you so much for your time you know look forward to having you back on the show because there's so many other (laughs) topics that we could be talking about like young carers and uh yeah thank you thank you so much and to our listeners oh god i hope you got as much value out of this conversation as much as i did um yeah please please check me out on instagram um oyana for inspirational quotes 
Uh, until the next time, love and blessings to you all. Bye for now.